Talking to girls is hard. Oh, I know. I am a girl. Talking to me is hard. But I'm going to make it easier for you because I am your banter coach, the go-to banter guru, your banter bitch, your no wit all, the one who's going to teach you how to get her to respond, how to be charismatic, how to say witty things, and how to never run out of things to say. But how am I going to teach you all of these things? Simple. I've done this now hundreds of times, and I have step-by-step instructions, fail-proof methods, exercises, and tons more that'll get you communicating in a way she can't resist. So go to kristinandchill.com to get banter coaching like you cannot find anywhere else. I promise you there's nothing else like this that exists in the world. You've got quite a special diamond here. So use this special diamond to help you find your special diamond so that you can buy her a diamond. And yeah, okay. Anyway, go to kristinandchill.com. I can't wait to see you there. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast. I'm at a loss to describe what we covered because we covered so much. But the main chunk of what we covered was how to avoid pleasing and appeasing women, putting them on pedestals. We have Jamie B. Haas on the show who is going to give you step-by-step guidance on how to stop doing that and instead put you up on the pedestal, which is where you should always be. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast. I'm nervous right now because I'm doing the intro for the show and I'm afraid to mess it up. I see all the pressure that Christian's under every single week as we do it. But I have two lovely women on with me. One, you know, Kristen Carney, funny gal, banter specialist, and unbelievable co-host. And then I have Jamie Haas. Jamie is on the show and I was talking with Jamie, I think five months ago. Jamie is a, I don't even know how to categorize you, but you are a life coach, but you're way more than that. You have developed like your own unique system for helping people get away from the BS going on in their lives and to become super successful. And we had been talking a while ago, actually, where you were telling me about clients of yours who... They were stuck and struggling and then they worked with you and suddenly they were making lots of money, having lots of opportunities. And then I started telling you about what I did and you had said, Oh gosh, I work with so many men as well, helping them with their confidence, helping them establish boundaries. And so I was like, Oh my God, you have to come on my podcast. And then it's taken this long to actually arrange it. But I'll stop yammering on. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. So Jamie, tell people about what you do. Okay, great. So I'm so happy to be here. So I am actually a transformational guide. Mm. What that means is that I have a method and I have a process. And what I do is I help people heal and overcome and clear away the patterns that they've been living in that are causing them to sabotage themselves so that we can then manifest in their dreams. That be money, career, or relationships. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So the guys that are listening to this podcast A lot of them have their lives together. They have every area where they are happy. They have good friends. They have a social life. And maybe some of them don't. But 
when it comes to women, they have a real sticking point. So for guys who have these sticking points around if they can attract women, if they can be successful with women, what would you say to that? What would your guidance be if you had a client like that come to you who was I know you I know you've had guys like this. So I want to hear like where your specialty comes in. I want you to give away some of your goodies and tell guys who are listening what it is that you would have them do. Okay, great. So it's a multifaceted answer. <laughs> because what yeah. I do no, is good. Is that, yeah, okay, great. So the first thing is is that most of my men that come to me have definitely issues with women a lot of issues with women. And what I do is I take them back to mom and dad. Usually for my men, it's about their mother, their relationship with their mother. Now I know it's like psychology or whatever, but it is true. It is true. So some of you might've been in therapy, you may be dealing with some of this, whatever it is, there's a deeper level of patterning that happens from what you got from your mother, the beliefs about yourself, right? The beliefs about yourself. And then you then carry that into the world. Most of my clients have mothers who were actually emotionally unavailable, narcissistic, or emotionally abusive. So what happens to that is then they create survival skills to take care of themselves so that they can try and get the love. And the reason why I'm talking about this now is to bring it back to what you asked me, which is that, so then they develop these survival skills to get the love, and then they spend their life trying to using these survival skills to get the love. So then it then filters out into going into a relationship. Now, some of the men listening may not have this, but if you're still single, there's definitely something going on, right? So that when we go back and look at this, a lot of my men are people pleasers or else they're very angry or they're both people pleasers and angry. And what, what that means is that they don't ask for what they want. They don't have the confidence to believe in themselves enough to ask for what they want and go for what they want. And so they spend a lot of time acquiescing. That's where the confidence is that you talked about, which is that they'd rather try and get someone to like them. They want to get the love. They want to get the relationship and they don't know who they are or they don't know what they want. Or if they do, they don't ask for it which leads them into, and then the other half of what I do is manifesting, which states that whatever you think about the most or believe is what you bring in. So if you do not think you're good enough, if you are desperately seeking love and you are people-pleasing, then you're going to bring in people to reaffirm that, which means that you're going to bring in women who are not going to make you feel good enough, who are going to affirm that you're not going to get what you want, and that probably get manipulated and emotionally abused is sometimes the case, right? Or for my clients, always the case. And so the deeper level of this on a spiritual level means that if you are looking for something outside of you to fix you, to make you feel okay, then what happens is that you are never okay because you have to keep trying to get something or someone to make you feel okay. And you're never within yourself. And the people pleasing ties into this because you're always trying to please someone. And the thing about people pleasing is people never get pleased. So you're so you're in a constant state of trying to like figure out what they want so that you're okay. And in terms of dating for men, which I understand is that, you know, it's like you just want them to get to like you. So you're willing to do whatever it is they want. And, you know, I know that at least with my men, when I'm done with them, they are very confident. They know who they are. They know what they want. And that is very attractive mm-hmm. to women. Absolutely. That is very attractive. Absolutely. We want a man who like doesn't acquiesce all the time. 
doesn't just give us whatever we want. And like, it's so appealing and attractive to have a strong man who loves himself and knows what he wants. Because in the acquiescing, in the just seeking the validation and seeking the love, you're lost and you will forever be in a chase of that and you will never be okay. So solution you know, we some solutions. So you understand everything I'm saying. Like, yeah, give it away. <laughs> I don't have to talk. This is your show. Like, I just want you to talk the entire time because I think it's fantastic. Everything that you're saying, it's very true. It speaks to me as well. I'm a former people pleaser, and so some of the people pleasing still comes up every once in a while. But I have tools, which is you know what you help people with is providing them with tools right. so that they can stop appeasing and appeasing, and instead turn it back on themselves, so that you start appeasing and appeasing yourself. And just for the record, I think women are definitely, I mean, we're all human beings. I think women are, of course, guilty of this too. And the last time we taped, I talked about this guy who wasn't willing to drive or take a train like an hour and a half to meet me. And what I was doing, I realized was pleasing. Like, I'll come to you. I'll do this. I'll do that. So when he wasn't willing to do that, what I did was I completely backed off and showed myself a lot of respect. And then all of a sudden he came back harder because I then started being true to myself and not pleasing him. And so now he's like, can I get you a hotel? Da, 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 da. And so it's always like a little bit of a push and pull. It feels like with trying to be like true to giving yourself dignity or respect. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And good for you. Thank That's you. For you. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Because you knew you were worth it. Because you believed you exactly. were worth it. And that is, that's where the power comes from, right? That's where the confidence comes from. Because this is the bigger piece I just want to add in. For these men that are doing all of this, what happens is that because you're trying to please these people, you don't even, you're entering into the situation, giving your power away, and you're not really listening or observing to who this person really is. So this woman may be beautiful and you're like, oh, I want to get this woman. But the thing is, is that you don't know who her insides are. So you're just trying to please and please and please and get this person. And what happens is that she may not be for you. And if you're not showing up, listening and observing with it and staying with yourself, you don't get the signs that the universe is giving you. Like, oh, this woman's a bitch. Like she may be beautiful, but she's a bitch. I don't want to be with her. But because you're so desperate for the love and validation, you miss all of that. Because the greatest piece to this is, is that when you can listen and observe and you're like, oh, okay, she's not for me. She may be beautiful, but she's not for me. The minute that you let her go, you now have space to bring in someone who's better for you. And the more confidence you have on that, the more you're going to start to bring in the women that are aligned with who you are not who you think you should be. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. Exactly. Which is amazing. So so the confidence, stating what you want, owning your power is your protection and your magnet. That's what's going to keep away what you don't want. And that's what's going to bring in what you do want. Wonderful. So go, let's go back to the solution. So like, how how do you get to this place where you are thinking and feeling that way about yourself? Where you're like, yeah, I do deserve better than that. I don't have to please people. So what would be like the first two steps that people can take to, to like stop the pleasing. So this is a deeper nest of stuff. So I'm going to try and simplify because this is like a lot of the work I do that's so deep because it does go back to like, if you don't think you're good enough, like what are you doing? What are the behaviors that you're doing to deal with the fact that you don't feel good enough? Like those are things that you need to look at so that you don't do them anymore because those are what's keeping you from what you want, right? 
And then the other thing is, like I said to you, it's like telling yourself before you show up or do anything, like I'm showing up to be of service. I'm really going to listen and observe and allow this person to show me who they are. It sounds simple, but when you're in fear and you're showing up in fear, you are not listening. You are not listening. You are only hearing what you need to hear so that you will feel okay, which means that you're missing everything that's going on. So the bigger like solution is to really listen and observe, like watch what people are doing and really listen to what they're saying, because that is the universe showing you the answers right? Instead of trying to read someone's mind, people always show you who they are immediately if you're paying attention, right? The red flags are always up right away. We just don't want to see them. Well, what if it's like a really cute girl who like is awesome on the inside, yeah. right? But you still have that fear and those nerves and that tendency to please. So like, let's not take cases into consideration where somebody's horrible okay. just because they're so pretty. Yeah. Okay, let's fine. take it okay. in where somebody's actually great. Okay, great. Good question. So you have to be yourself. You have to be yourself. Like there's no one else to be. There's no one else to be. You have to be yourself. In a kind and loving way, be yourself because that is the magnet. Because otherwise, you're going to end up getting into a relationship or not trying to be something that you're not, which means that you're never going to be okay. You know, so it's so important to like be who you are and have the confidence in yourself. Now, how do we get there is the question you're asking me. So it really is going deeper into like, what are the wounds? What are your wounds? Like, what are your pains? Probably with my men, it's always from the mom. Some of them are from the dad, but it's a lot of times from your mother. Like, what are the things your mother used to say to you? Like, what did she do to you? You know what I mean? Obviously, this is like a deeper situation. But if you take a look at that, usually what's happening is that we use displacement. So we'll take all of that and put that on someone else. Or we'll set ourselves up that when we show up, oh, she's going to hurt me. Or she's going to like say this thing about me or think I'm a loser, you know what I mean? Or think I'm a loser because that was the pattern, the story that you got when you were little. So you're still carrying, it's like carrying this huge weight with you all over everywhere you go and just bringing it to every situation. So you have to take a look at what those belief systems are, what that thinking is, what that story is, and know that that was a story. It was from the past. And if you can, find somebody to work through that, to get healed that. But if you can separate and show up to every situation open without the stories, without the belief systems, and just give each person an opportunity to show you who they are without carrying the baggage and really listening and observing and being yourself, you will have a completely different experience. And thereby, you'll have a totally different outcome. Because you're not carrying all yeah. these old stories and manifesting in the old story. Because once again, if I'm believing that women are shit, women abandon me, women are going to leave me, I'm not good enough, then you're going to bring in people who keep affirming that. So if you don't carry the story with you, you just show up as yourself, kind and loving, listening and observing, you're going to have a totally different experience and a totally different outcome. I love it. Well, so what would be a, a quick way for guys to kind of, like, let's say they couldn't go to therapy and okay. work on all of these issues. <laughs> I have a suggestion. I want to know what your suggestion would be okay. for like just figuring out what their internal belief systems are. So actually, I'm going to give my recommendation. So like, I love brain dumping. I think it is absolutely amazing. So I was in Bali and 
I was just having tons of stomach issues. And I went to go see an Ayurvedic doctor and I was like, oh great, she's going to give me some herbs and my stomach's going to be amazing. My skin's going to clear up. It's going to be wonderful. And she did give me some of those things. She gave me some of those teas, but she gave me a huge assignment, which was to brain dump. She was tying much of what was going on with my stomach and my skin to stress and to internal emotions that I wasn't bringing out. So she had suggested brain dumping. So every single morning, she told me, whatever your morning routine is, take go make a cup of tea, make a cup of coffee, whatever it is, go sit in a corner for a week. Like not, sorry, for for do this for in the morning for a week, for half an hour, not for one week, go sit in the corner and start just writing in a journal. Just like dump everything out of your brain close the book, go back the next day, read the thoughts from the previous day, and then continue on. Because she said that it, first of all, it helps you unleash a lot of the emotions that I was feeling internally that I didn't know that I was struggling with. And it lets you see the things that you're actually combating and dealing with on a daily basis, all of the anger and frustration. like And even having some of the questions like you've brought up about what are your past pains or how do you think about women could be a great question to ask yourself at the beginning of the morning before you start dumping because then you can see what it is that you're dealing with. And I believe that acknowledging and noticing is the first step to healing and changing anything. Once you know what you're dealing with, then you can make alterations afterwards. And I'm sure that I know a lot of your coaching deals with that as well, but would that be something you would recommend? So... I'll give you two different things I do give to my clients. Okay. So perfect. I do use journaling, but I use it in a different way. I have them journal in the morning and I want you to journal out your fears and your anxiety. Like top of mind, fears and anxieties. You can even make it just specifically around women. That's fine. But like dump it out, get rid of it. Dump, 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 dump. I don't suggest going back to look at it. I think it's fine. We just want to get it out on paper. Because what happens when you take it from your head to your pen to the paper, you are taking the power away. You're making it less powerful and you're also taking it out of circling in your brain. One. Two is then I want you to write out the negative beliefs, all of them. Like make a list of all of your negative beliefs and fears, make a whole list. And then what you need to do is you need to write on the opposite side of that the opposite positive statement to counteract it. And then start saying those because those now become your affirmation. And I would say them every day for 30 days. I love it. Because it's one thing to bring it up, but what I've come to learn, at least with what I do, my method is you have to change it. It is the thinking. The thinking is is what's controlling everything that's going on. So if you can see what the negative thought or the fear is, you write it down and then you have the opposite positive statement, which you start telling yourself. because. Just regular affirmations are great, but these actually get exactly to what's exactly happening to you, your exact thinking. So if you can reprogram yourself, it really does start to shift the outside and the inside. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then what about when you're approaching women that you're attracted to? So let's say you're at the grocery store. I think Kristen froze, so that's why she's not contributing. I don't know. Squadcast is just not doing well for us. (laughs) But again, like her better frozen. It's all good. So if it's somebody that you're really attracted to, like you're going to advise to do this work beforehand, before you even go out in the world and interact with people. But when you say like, show up as yourself and just look and observe, how do you utilize the the things that you've learned about yourself and bring that into that moment so that you're not nervous? Like the truth is, is that you're going to be nervous if you're approaching a really attractive girl, whether or not you know that she's a good person on the back end. I still have those nerves. When I see somebody that is 
very pretty. I have those initial thoughts. I know how to combat them, but I still have that initial like, they're really attractive. Like, should I be looking at them? So it's there for me too. So I get it. So how do you use what you've just said when interacting with these women? So the first thing that I suggest is to smile, like really big smile. Because when you smile, it has an internal change for yourself. And then you're sending that out in the world. So I love smiling. So if you want to smile at someone, because if she snarls at you, you know you're not going to go talk to her. (laughs) If she doesn't smile back, then you're good to go. But if she does smile back, that is an invitation to come in. So I just feel like before you even have to say a word, I prefer, I suggest to my clients to smile because the smile really is like, it's for you and it's for them and it shows you what to do next. Right. I love it. We're going to take a quick break actually and we're going to come back because you touched on something where you said, for me, because I want to hear a little bit about you and dating if you're comfortable (laughs) talking about that when we come back after the break. So we will be back in just a minute. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We are back with Jamie Haas. Why don't you tell people what your website is just so if they're interested in getting more information from you and they don't want to listen to the end of the podcast, they will have that information. Okay, sure. So it's www.jamiebhaas.com. That's J-A-I-M-E-B as in boy, Haas, dot com. And I have free stuff there. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So let's continue on this path of after you smile... And then you go and you talk to a woman. She smiled back at you and she's giving you like this green light. How do you make sure that you are staying in the moment for you? That you're not, again, trying to please and go back into your old ways. That you are actually being present, observing, and listening. Is it just reminding yourself to do those things? Well, yeah. I usually have my clients take a deep breath. (laughs) Because when you do that, you get back into your body. So for a man, you could smile and just kind of like deep breath and like walk over to her or not. And just remember that as you're walking over to her, it's just like, I'm just here. And I like to call it to be of service. 
because then it feels like, because be of service means like, I'm just here to be kind and loving. I'm just going to listen and observe. And I'm just going to say hi, because it takes the pressure off. Otherwise, you're showing up like thinking, giving this person your power and like whatever they do or don't do is going to determine who you are as a person and your worth. So if you just show up to be of service and you're just there to be kind and loving in a chat because she may be the girl you're going to date, she may end up being a friend. She may actually, you know what I mean? We don't know. So it's like when you go in that way, it's easier to be yourself. So the big key piece is not wanting anything from anybody else because a lot of times men show up in that way, wanting something from them. And when you want something from somebody, energetically, they feel it. And then that is actually a repulsor. It's an energetic repulsor. So if you show up smiling, kind and loving, listening and observing, and just there to say hi and talk, expecting nothing of the outcome, it allows for like the space of the energy to be free and easy. I love it. I completely agree with you. That's like a lot of my teaching as well. Because it's just clearing away all that bullshit. But listen, at the end of the day, if there's a really attractive girl, in your mind, you're going to say, yeah, I want to sleep with you. And I, I actually don't think there's anything wrong with no. that. I'm going to be of service and I'm still going to select whether or not I sleep with you at the end of the day. It's coming at it from that place. If not, I want to sleep with you. I'm desperate to sleep with you. There's nobody else that I have my eyes on. And if I can't have you, there's something wrong with me. There's two different mindsets going on there versus I totally want to sleep with you, but let's find out a little bit more about you first because you could completely repulse me and I could go sleep with that girl over there. So again, two different frame of minds. But I wanted to talk to you about your dating life because you met your man later in life and had a child later in life. Like, So I want to talk to you about dating for you and like what you looked for, what was attractive, what because people will see from your picture, you're a very attractive woman. There is no doubt you put yourself together very, very well. You're very good looking. And I'm sure that many, many men approached you quite often, made you offers quite often. But can you tell me a little bit about when you were dating and what you were looking for at that time? Okay, sure. So you're putting me on the hot spot. Okay. <laughs> I know. I, I want to. Okay. So there's the before being well and have done the work. And then there's the after doing the work. Because the before doing the work, I was kind of a bitch. <laughs> and I really like manipulated and used men for different, all different facets. So it was like, because I was so wounded from my father, that I saw men as that all men are going to cheat and leave. Well, all men are going to cheat and leave like my dad so that I had to control them and I was going to hurt them first before they hurt me. So remember, based on everything that we just talked about earlier, if that's how I'm entering into the world, guess who I'm bringing in? So I was... The pleaser. (laughs) (laughs) I was bringing in the men that were going to affirm to me that they're not trustworthy, that they're not good men. So I was attracted to that. So let's talk about, (laughs) so that was a long time of doing all of that and a lot of crash and burn bad relationships. So let's talk about the healed me. Actually, I do want to ask, I do want to ask one question about the bitch you. So, okay, let's say you were, you were going to pull in men with bad intentions and that's who you were drawn to. You, right. There's a lot of women out there who have not gone through the work who are kind of bitchy. Mm -hmm. Is there any way that, a bitchy woman like your former self 
could have been open to a good man. Like, so how could a good man have gotten you back then? Okay, great. So I also want to say I would bring in men that were like emotionally unavailable or abusive, or I would bring in like men that I could control and like take advantage of. So I think that for me, at least a man with confidence, absolutely. Because the minute I can manipulate and take advantage of and use men, it's like, it's so unattractive. It just becomes a game. I mean, I, I'm sorry to say this. I really was a bitch. So, <laughs> me, me too. I, I was a bitch a too. Bitch. So it, it becomes a game. So the more secure within themselves that they are, good men, and the more confident that they are, meaning secure within yourself, the more that is going to be a bet. Because the minute that the manipulation steps in, it's like, oh, now you're just in that category. Right. Now I'm going to destroy you. Okay, you're just a prey. So you're saying that in the beginning, you would be attracted to confident men. And if it turned out on the back end that they weren't really as confident as they presented themselves and you could find ways to manipulate them, you would. Did you ever have an experience when you were in that phase where you were with a man who maybe didn't make your bitchy side come out and you didn't get into that manipulation phase? There were nice guys. There were some nice guys. The issue was that at that time, I don't know if we want to bring this up, but what do I care? It's, it's on my website. So whatever, but it, you know, I was really into drugs and alcohol too. So it really, then if they weren't doing that, it was just like, oh, I don't want to be with these. Eventually it's just because my addiction took off. But when there were nice men, it caused me to step up to the plate. It was either I was going to leave because they were too nice or like it caused me to step up to the plate. Like, okay, I really like this person. They're really good. Like, okay, they're they're here. I, I'm going to meet them here. That's what happened. Like, it was like, I rose to the occasion because I couldn't get away with any of my bullshit. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So like, if a guy were to approach a woman and he she was bitchy to him, because I'm sure you weren't like big smiles towards guys sometimes. in the very beginning. <laughs> because I liked it. I'm sure sometimes, but like, sometimes probably not. You'd be like, fuck <laughs> off, like get away from me. Yeah. So what you are saying is that women who do respond like that initially, sometimes that could just be because it's their defense mechanism because yes. they don't really trust men. Once you can wipe it away, you could actually end up discovering a really wonderful woman. Absolutely. On the other end. Absolutely. Yeah, because I know in the beginning we were saying like, hey, well, if she like gives you, if she's rude, then you should just say, okay, peace, bye. But you're kind of saying a little bit differently because again, there's a defense mechanism there. What would be the way for you, if you can remember when you were kind of like that for some nice guy who is super confident to not kind of be rattled by a bitchy response at first? And how does he know when she's a bitch and when she's bitchy to protect herself? Okay, so I want to go back to what I talked about earlier. Oh, yeah, Good question, because the listening and observing part, right? If you're not showing up attached to it and you're really connected to yourself, then you will get an intuitive knowing about her, right? Oh, she's this whatever, but you could feel that there's something good in there, that she's nice and that you like her energy and that this may just be a thing. So that's where that piece steps in. It's really is listening to yourself also, right? Not following into you just want someone, you want this beautiful woman, but remember tapping into your inner knowing, the listening and observing part. So that's that. So what could they have said? So I really like the guys that used humor, to be honest with you. 
that was really like, they would be like, hi, you know, whatever. And then they would say something like either kitschy or funny. So like he immediately melted like the bitch exterior <laughs> for me. Right. Right. Because at first you're like, why are you bugging yeah. me? And it's like, oh, you're bugging me because you're kind of cool right. and funny. Right. Okay. Let's hear it. What else have you got? Yeah. Yeah, I see. I respond the same. I'm like now I'm like over the top friendly to people because I understand on the back end yeah. how hard it is for people. But like before, I don't think I was always like that. If I was caught in the moment where I'd be like, "Oh my god, you're like really you're going to start talking to me right now," and it was bitchy. But then if they had like some snarky comment back, I'd be like, "Oh, okay. Well, what do you? What else do you have to say for yourself?" It was intriguing in some way. Well, exactly. And I liked it. It got me to perk up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like it's something you know. Maybe they would comment about something I had, or like, "Man, those are nice shoes," or "What are you buying there?" That's like something to like tap into who I am or make some kind of humor really softened the protective exterior. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, so continue about your dating. So you were a bitch and then you were good, right? (laughs) So then I did a lot of work on myself in order to soften my heart, in order to soften my heart. And what I realized was that I actually really wanted a good man. Like, because Back then, I thought I wanted to get married, but really all I wanted was someone to save me. I just wanted someone to save me. I just wanted to get married and get saved, really. So it was like, and the choices I made were definitely the antithesis of that. But when I got healthy, then I saw that I really wanted a committed monogamous relationship that led to marriage, which meant that the guy I was attracted to, or I wanted to be attracted to at that point, would be a good man who I could build a life with. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, which is fantastic. And so then how did you meet this good man? <laughs> so, you really want to hear this story? <laughs> yes, of course. Okay. okay. Well, cuz guys, guys want to know like with, like there's so many guys who are like you can't approach a woman here, you can't meet a woman here. It's always nice to hear other ways that other people are meeting people cuz then you realize that there's more options out there. So, I had actually met my husband five years before we got back together from a friend. I had met him from a friend and we actually, it wasn't a setup for a date. It was just a setup for like friend stuff because I had just moved here. But what happened was that we became friends first after five years, like we reconnected somehow and we started to become friends. But friends that you were attracted to and wanted to sleep with or friends where you didn't think of him that way at all? Friends, I didn't think of him that way at all because when we broke up the first time, it was so bad. And I swore to my, I mean, he just broke my heart and supposedly I broke his heart. So it was like, it was really brutal. So I was like, there is no way I am ever doing this again. So we became friends. Like when we didn't have dates, we'd go to movie and dinner nights and we'd like talk and connect and we would fight a lot though. We like disagreed about a lot of things. It was very interesting, you know? And I really feel like that was no pressure behind it. It really like allowed for me to see who he really was and for him to see who I really was. So I I feel like that was really like a God situation there. Although I had done a lot of work on myself and so did he after our breakup, that the healing was that I didn't have to put on any protective to protect my heart because we were just being friends. Because sometimes if you've been hurt or wounded, Even if you've done some work, you're still showing up with a layer of protection because you just don't want to get hurt again. So sometimes I feel like the friend thing was, it's just like we started getting closer and closer and it just kind of 
blossomed. Did he always like you or did he see it as a friendship as well? Well, I knew... Oh God, he'll kill me if he hears it. <laughs> but I knew when we were... I'm pretty sure he's not a subscriber. But... <laughs> I knew that when we were like going out for dinners and stuff, I could feel kind of like that energy that like he still had the hots for me or something, but I was like, oh, so not happening. You know what I mean? So it was like, whatever. But ultimately in the end, he wound up taking me to dinner and uh, professing his love to me. And I was just like, what? Oh, really? Yeah, professing his love to me. Okay. I was like, what? I'm like, oh my God. Like, I love you. I've always loved you. I've been with everybody else. I only want you. You're the only one for me. I will wait for you. I, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I really like sat there kind of in shock, to be honest with you. And I went home and I had called a, a friend who was actually dating coach, kind of helping me at the time. And she said to me, she goes, is anything else better going on? Like, are people busting down your door? Like, is anybody coming to your couch? And I'm like, no. And she's like, well, then I advise you to go back out with him and see him with new eyes. Like, see it, be open, be open. But the way this can help your men is that, you know, it's if you have this relationship, and it builds and they may have more love or attraction to the woman than the woman does. In the place that I was at, I was more interested in the soul heart connection than anything else. Like when I went back out and he took me on a date, like a real date, and I really did try to see him through new eyes and be open, I felt the genuine love and connection and it just melted everything. It was like this good guy. Like, I'm like, oh my God, he is the guy I'm looking for. Like, how crazy is that? He's such a good man and he really loves me and cares about me. Like that over one anything. It just did. Really? That's, that's amazing. Because most often I tell people like not to profess their love, but I wonder if there was, I mean, for you to suddenly see him that way, obviously you, you had dated him before. So there, there was attraction. Yes there from your eyes. And I'm not saying physical attraction. I'm just saying there was that attraction once. And maybe because, I don't know, I'm putting words into your mouth, but it's interesting that you could quickly switch. Because for most women who do have a strictly friendship with a guy, when he starts professing their love, their immediate response is to like ignore him and back off for a little bit because they don't feel the same way. But it's nice to know that that can work sometimes to do that. Well, once again... Listen, my husband's very attractive. You know that. You've seen him. But yeah. it wasn't about the outside. At the point I've done all this work, I was really looking for the inside. The man who's a marrying, the man to build a life with. So like, even if the exterior is so great, that's not going to build a family. That's not going to build a life. That wasn't what my priority was anymore. We were having a great time. We talked almost every day. We had a really good thing. It was just that I think I was looking for something else. It's like the old saying, it's like what you want is actually in front of you or something. What's that saying? You know know the saying? But it's like what I wanted was in front of me. I just didn't know it. You know what I mean? Because I was so set on getting something else that I thought I really wanted. But when I had the opportunity to really open my heart up, it was like, oh my God, this is what I've been asking for. This is exactly what I've been asking for. So yeah, I can understand that professing. I mean, we're talking about a year though. We were doing this for right, a right, year. Right. So it wasn't like a... Right, meeting. you were basically dating, but without anything else. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. so, gotcha. Yeah. 
there definitely is that that difference there. But I think that that's still great that you guys were able to get to that stage. And so for some guys who are like, okay, I've been pining for this girl for so long. Sometimes the advice is to just say like, look, this is how I feel about you. I'll wait for you. I think we're really good for each other. Because it, it got you thinking. Absolutely. Right? You were reaching out to friends. So that's that's not a negative thing. And then at that point, you're like, shit or get off the pot. Like make a decision. Right? right? And so if you had come back and said, no, that's not what I want, then you guys would have gone your separate ways probably. But that's a good thing. I feel like that's a good thing because it's yeah, like, it's they don't know what to do. Otherwise, you're just sitting off in a cipher. You're trapped in, in it. Fantasy, and you're not... Right? Well, exactly. Even this thing that you said at the very beginning where you're like, stop focusing on this one person and trying to please them. When you start doing things for you, you like notice other people and you don't miss out on other opportunities. So it's, it, the same principle applies here. All right. We're coming up to the very end of our show, but Jamie, you've been wonderful. Kristen has been useless on this episode. <laughs> Just kidding. She got frozen and got kicked off, but she would have loved you as well. Again, go to jamiebhaas.com. I'm going to have a link at the bottom of this description that you can go to, but I would definitely go recommend signing up for Jamie's newsletters, going and getting her free materials because she is just fantastic. She's my friend, but also an amazing coach. So thank you so much for being on this show. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Don't be silly and download each individual episode. Go and subscribe to the show so it could just come to you automatically like magic. Just as we are, we're magical women. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. 